We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update with the stories, stats, headlines, and rumors people are talking about to get you caught up on all things regarding the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Rotating guests with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings, begins now. Hello and welcome to today's episode of KCS Update. I am your host, Tucker Franklin, presented by DraftKings. Thank you for the fine folks at DraftKings for presenting to, to you this show. I'm so happy. I could not be happier to be joined by my dear friend, Sterling Holmes of ESPN Kansas City Sports Radio 8 and also the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, the Stacking the Box Podcast. Sterling, did I forget anything this time? No, you're golden. I also sell real estate. So yeah, I slang oh, homes yeah. too, baby. I do a little bit of everything, yeah. You slang homes. Um... Sterling Holmes on Holmes. Uh, hey, that's already a TV show. I don't think I can say that. Uh, I think that might be copyrighted. TS. TM. TM. Uh, but you can follow him on Twitter at HomestretchKC. Remember last time I didn't remember it. Now I do. I remembered it. Uh, Sterling, we are already off on a better foot. How are you surviving this Chiefs offseason? I'm not, frankly. Uh, I'm struggling. Um, a copious amount of drugs. Um no, I'm kidding. I'm being facetious. Uh, the Royals baseball uh, has just been just been atrocious. So I've golfed a lot. I've uh, been on a few golf trips. Got a few more plans. I've been golfing, reading books. I mean, come on. When the Royals are that bad, you're making me read books. There's something going on. So yes, I I, I need Chiefs football to come yeah. ASAP. You're touching grass. The Royals have made you touch grass. Is what it sounds like. Yeah, touched it, licked it. A little bit of both. <laughs> Do, doing it all with the grass. Uh, no, I I was on Sterling. I was on your program, your fine program, uh, Monday night where we talked about the Kansas City Royals. Uh, look at me going on. I cover the Chiefs, but you said, Tucker, I don't want you to talk about the team you cover. I want you to talk about the Kansas City Royals. That's what I want you to talk about, and I said. Well, you're a beer bat aficionado. You're you're the perfect guy for, for what I do. Yeah, I mean, everybody everybody loves them. But um, another thing that I think I'm an aficionado at, Joshua Briscoe thinks I'm an aficionado at, apparently, uh, power rankings. We're back with some more power rankings. Usually we reserve this show for the Thursday edition. I've got a really good Thursday show planned for you guys to make sure you stay tuned, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Uh, but today we are doing the power rankings early. And Sterling, 
I thought Noah, I had said, when I thought of this topic, I said, I need Sterling to do this. We are power ranking the top five receivers the Chiefs will face in 2023. Now, I want to know, Sterling, when I when I sent you that message, when I shot you a message, said, hey, do you want to power rank these? What were your thoughts? I thought, wow, I am bleeping in. As a man who power ranks porch drinking beers, oh, porch yeah. drinking songs, this is right down my alley. And we have Chiefs. I don't want to say to talk about because it's still the offseason. We're still projecting a little bit here. But this is fun. We get to talk Chiefs. I no longer have to, to read books or touch grass. I get to power rank wide receivers in Chiefs' face? 100%. Oh, yeah. So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, Sterling, we're going to start with number five, work our way down to number one because we're pros here. Uh, because that's how it happens. You got to get a good lead into it. We're going to make you wait all the way to the end for number one. Uh, so number five, Sterling, who do you have as have your fifth best wide receiver the Chiefs will face in the year 2023 of our Lord? Man, this was really tough because there are some very good wide there receivers. Are. Um, I think it actually might be A.J. Brown. I think mm. A.J. Brown might slide in at, at number five. I like that because Sterling, that's who I have at number five is AJ <laughs> Brown. Uh, second team all pro from AJ Brown, 1,496 yards, almost got to that 1,500 yard mark, 11 touchdowns and 88 catches last season. Had a really good year. Obviously has a really good quarterback in Jalen Hurts, but he's fourth in receiving yards last season, third in receiving touchdowns. Uh, and there were a lot of guys kind of on the fence. I was going back and forth about it. Sterling, as you mentioned, the Chiefs play a lot of really good teams and a lot of really good wide receivers on those teams. We'll hit probably some of the honorable mentions at the end of the show. Uh, but A.J. Brown, I have as my number five as well. So let's just keep it moving. Let's keep it moving down the line. Number four, who do you have? Uh, I have Jamar Chase. I don't know if it's going to ruffle any Bengals fans' feathers here, not having them higher. But I think Jamar Chase at four is right in line again. Nothing against him, but I just think there's three dudes who are clearly better than Jamar. I know a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans probably have a little slightly blurred version of how good Jamar Chase is because he perpetually seems to destroy Kansas City in some big moments, just mossing every single cornerback he goes up against. But that's not the reality. I think Jamar Chase is the fourth best wide receiver the Chiefs face this year. So uh, it's interesting that you say that because with this guy and I, I had I had trouble placing Jamar Chase. He did only play in like twelve games last year, I think. Um, so kind of perception of him last year might have been skewed a little bit. I think he had the same amount of receiving touchdowns as Jarek McKinnon. So people look at that and be like, "Oh, he, he didn't have that good of a year." It was only in twelve games. I know a lot of Chiefs fans like to think that he's a push off artist. His rookie year was very not good in that department. He pushed off a whole lot. Um, and he got away with it. He probably still does a little bit too. But my number four receiver that I have is Devontae Adams. Had a really good, respectable year. You might seem to think that's pretty low, but I think he had a very respectable year, 1,500. I think this year coming into it, though, he has Jimmy G as his quarterback, which could hamper him a little bit. That offense does seem like it could revolve around him and Josh Jacobs as well. But uh, 1,516 yards, 14 touchdowns, and on 100 receptions in 2022. First team All-Pro last year. Led the league in receiving touchdowns as well. Third in receiving yards and fifth in yards per game. Ninth in catches. So, put up a very uh, good year statistically. Uh, but I've got Devontae Adams at my number four. Yeah, he's my three. 
He's my, okay. my but I think he's yeah. clear, again, just me personally, I think he's clearly better than Jamar Chase. I think the top three, if you want to slice and dice it any of the, any way with these top three, I will entertain it. Uh, but I think Devontae Adams is three. I mean, he put up those numbers with a very mm-hmm. slightly above average quarterback that for some reason likes to wear eyeliner and look like he's in a 1980s cover band. I mean, if you told me, seriously, if you told me Derek Carr was in, I don't know, Twisted Sister, Motley Crue, I would totally believe it, without a doubt. Uh, but that's who was throwing Devontae Adams the rock. He still went for over 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns. He was incredible last year, just toiling away, though, on a brutal, brutal franchise. Now, Jimmy G, that is a downgrade from Derek Carr, but I can't go anywhere lower than three for Devontae Adams. So I have Jamar Chase at my number three. We flip-flop our three and our four. And again, what I said, I went back and forth on, you know, who who I wanted to put up my three, who I wanted to put up my four. I, there's so many good wide receivers that the Chiefs are playing this year. The the Chiefs quarterbacks are going to have their, their hands full. So uh, Jamar Chase, uh, just over 1,000 yards last season, as I mentioned, nine touchdowns in 12 games, missed some time with an injury, but still seventh in terms of yards per game. And uh, tied for six and reception touchdowns as well, as I mentioned with with Jarek McKinnon on that list. Tied for six in receiving touchdowns. Kind of crazy to think about. Uh, More receiving touchdowns than Tyreek Hill Jarek McKinnon had. What do you think about that, Sterling? Tyreek Hill better. He clears. Uh He he does clear indeed. But okay, Sterling, recapping. Your uh, five, A.J. Brown. Your four, Jamar Chase. Your three, Devontae Adams. Solid list because my five, A.J. Brown, my number four, Devonta Adams. And is it Devontae or Devonta? Because I've heard it pronounced both ways, by the way. I think it's Devonta. Devo- I think so, too. But I've heard it pronounced Devonta. Also, he spells it with two A's. I don't like the way he spells his name. I want that on the record. Mm. Devo- well, I think it's Devonta Smith, maybe. Because there's an A at the end of Devonta Smith you know for, for the Eagles. I think I just, yeah, I feel bad for for doing that, for cracking an egg of knowledge on you. Yeah, but, yeah. uh Got egg on my face now on my own program. Wow. Why would you do that to me, Sterling? But you're right. Um, he definitely does not have an A at the end of it. But I don't like how he spells his name still. I still don't like how he spells his name. Um, and then so I have Jamar Chase at uh, number three, Sterling. Um, listen, a lot of good wide receivers. I think we might have the same one and two, which is incredibly interesting because there's at least one wide receiver that I thought was going to make one of our lists that has not appeared yet. So go ahead, Sterling. Give me your number two. Who, who do you got at your number two wide receiver? I'm actually going to go with Justin Jefferson. I went back and forth oh. with this, but 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 the reason why my number one is number one is because there's a little something extra. There's a little something that I think he wants to do to Kansas City to try and brew a point. Um, surprisingly, one and two both don't have incredible quarterbacks throwing the ball. Like, it's Tua Tugvaloa and it's Kirk Cousins, which, shocker, uh, it's not Jalen Waddle as my number one, but we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Justin Jefferson is my number two. He did take over games for Minnesota last year, which is wild to think about for a wide receiver. Uh, was against the Bills when Kirk Cousins was throwing the ball all over the place, not even near Jefferson. He was somehow coming down with the ball, and you're sitting here like, how? Are you, is this go-go gadget, like just going out and getting the ball? Um, but I have Jefferson at number two. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Interesting. Uh, My number two, I think, is your number one. It's Tyree Kill. Listen, had a really good year last year, 1,700 yards and seven touchdowns on 119 catches. Uh, He was second in receptions, yards, yards per game uh, behind who my number one is and your number two. Uh, Still very good, averaged over 100 yards per game. But as you mentioned, I think the very interesting point, Tua Tagovailoa is not like the best quarterback he had. So like still having a 1,700-yard season with that quarterback, impressive. I, I'm going to bring a point here that hopefully sways you. Not only was it not, is, is it Tua Tagovailoa? It wasn't always Tua Tagovailoa. It was true. Skylar Thompson. It was, who else was? They, they had someone else throwing, throwing the ball to Tyreek at one point. So the point is, that 1,700 while I don't think Tyreek, how he said he's going to go over 2,000 yards receiving and all that stuff, well, I think it's a little, little, little bullish for me. I do think it could have been better. Yeah, there's Jalen Waddle, who's taken a lot of yards away from him, but you also can make the case that it also opens up and allows more one-on-ones for Tyreek Hill. So I think Tyreek Hill actually could go over that 1,700. While I think Justin Jefferson, I would be shocked if he goes over 1,800. There's not enough help on that Vikings team. I almost think Waddle can open up uh, the the playbook in the field a little bit for Tyreek. Mm, I said too. Uh, Tyreek Hill is you know talking a lot as he does, but I, he has every right to because he put up a very good season last year. Chiefs fans have every right to talk as well because the Chiefs offense put up a very good year. My number one, Justin Jefferson, led the league in uh, yards, receiving yards, receiving yards per game, and total yards per game. Fits an MVP voting. He was the offensive player of the year, first team All Pro a pro bowler, uh, 1,800 yards, man. That's a lot of yards. And eight touchdowns on 128 catches. That was nine catches more than second place, which uh, I believe was Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And uh, about 20 catches more than Travis Kelsey, who was third or fourth on that list. So um, he is their offense. I know you kind of talked about him already being like a go-to-go gadget type guy. He's making plays that, like that catch against the Bills, unreal, dude. Like he has that, that, that ability when you watch him play, um, it's just, it, it stands out and he passes the eye test. He passes the numbers test. He passes pretty much all the tests you can bring. I think he's the best in our game right now. Um, and I, and, and listen, there's a lot of really good wide receivers on this list that we haven't even talked about yet, but Justin Jefferson, I think tops the ball. Uh, I think the most underrated guy we didn't talk about, cause I, I have to throw his name out there. Uh-huh. Amon Ross St. Brown. 
Yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown has to be the most under-talked about, underrated, undervalued wide receiver in the NFL for the Detroit Lions. It's Jared Goff. And Jared Goff had maybe his best year as an NFL quarterback with Amon Ra St. Brown as his wide receiver one. He was unreal last year. So I got to give a shout out to him. That's a great name, great performer. And the Lions are a fun team to root for. So uh, I'm all in on uh, Amon Ross and Brown. I don't think the Lions hype has ever been higher, honestly, truthfully. I think this is the the most excited that non-Lions fans have ever been excited about the Lions. And even Lions fans exclusively have been excited about the Lions because they've got some dudes on that team. It's uh, It's very exciting for that team. A guy that, you know, Sterling, we did not mention, and I'm sure people have noticed already that we did not mention Stephon Diggs um, is a guy that didn't make, make either of our lists. I went back and forth if I wanted to put him at five. Um, why, what's the reason that you didn't put him uh, over A.J. Brown? I don't think he's as much of a game changer as A.J. Brown is. I think if you want to throw a throw it up in the end zone, you're going A.J. Brown. If you're yep. running, a, running a fly, a streak, I think you're probably still going A.J. Brown. I have nothing against Stephon Diggs. He's a great, great wide receiver. But I don't know what he does better than A.J. Brown. I don't know if he changes a game the way A.J. Brown does. Part of it's the size. I like Stephon Diggs. This, again, not a knock against him. He's a very, very good wide receiver. But at least in my, at least in my mind, I, I, would have, I would take A.J. Brown over Stephon Diggs. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going through, kind of pouring through the numbers. I just looked at A.J. Brown last year. When you talk about the eye test, man, he played. He had one heck of a year. Um, I was surprised that he was only a second-team All-Pro, but you know, there's so many good wide receivers now in the league that uh, a lot of the guys, like Calvin Ridley was a guy that we didn't even talk about either, who's going to be playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars oh, next he's year. He's not even close. Come on. He's barely – he's maybe top 10. I, th- I thought about sneaking him six five, top five. I thought about it. Um you're a hockey the artist, then Cook, come on, oh, come Franklin. On. Franklin, we're not we're not gonna go and throw in Calvin Ridley, who's sat out a year. Hell, is he better than Christian Kirk at this point? We don't know. I guess you don't know, but you're gonna just tarnish everything that Calvin Ridley's done in his career, or just to say because he sat out a year. I don't think that's quite right. I sat out more than a year. It was been a how long has it been now? A year and a half. Uh, by by saying about like terms of days, he's out of a season. Yeah, um, because he missed all last year, and then he only played five games in 2021. He's had one year over a thousand yards, which was great in 2020 with 1374 yards, uh, and nine touchdowns. Man, you go ahead. You go. I, ahead, I did put him at five. You go ahead and put him over Amon Ross St. Brown, or go ahead. A dude taking a year, over a year and a half off of football. Psh. Buddy, he's now got a competent quarterback for the first time, like ever. Um, he's got Trevor Lawrence as his Matt Ryan. He had Matt Ryan, who was not good. And then, Matty Ice, baby. He was fine. He was fine in 2020. Listen, I think Ed. People could be surprised by what Calvin Ridley does this year. And I don't think that they should be surprised because Calvin Ridley has the offensive pedigree. It shouldn't be a shock. You want to bet who has more yards into the year, Calvin Ridley or Christian Kirk? Oh, I thought you were going to say Amon or St. Brown. Oh, I would take Amon Ross St. Brown in a heartbeat. Okay, I'll take Calvin Ridley. Over Amon Ross St. Brown? Yes. Okay, what do we bet? Well, I don't know. What do, what do you think we should bet? Um, 
Let's bet. Let's bet a nice steak dinner. Classic bet. Steak I, dinner. I can't wait to forget about this. I win, and no one brings us up. I'll write it down right now. I'm clicking the pen. I'm writing it down. You click steak that pen, dinner. and that thing is getting thrown away within the next 47 minutes. No, no. I keep all my notes. I'm a, I'm a hoarder. I'm a hoarder for this sweet, sweet content. Um, but Neil, we do have to do uh, Sterling. I do want to talk about some. Chiefs topics kind of heading into training camp. Some questions I've been asking everybody coming on the program with me as we talk about the hot topics uh, surrounding this Chiefs team. Uh, but I got to say, take a break first. Got to pay the bills. So we'll be right back after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Hanging out with Sterling Holmes here on KCS Update, presented by DraftKings. Follow him on Twitter at HolmesStretchKC. Obviously, you know him from ESPN, Kansas City Sports Radio 810, the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, the Stacking the Box Podcast, and Slangin' Holmes as well. Uh, he does it all over there in Kansas City. Uh, so, Sterling, let's talk about this Chris Jones situation. There's been no resolution, obviously. Teams are off on vacation. These guys are enjoying some downtime before they have to, to hit the grindstone back again in training camp. So, what are your thoughts kind of on the developing saga of Chris Jones where he shows up at the barbecue event and posts on his social media that he's out air ahead and at Chiefs we out you and he's sick for the ring ceremony. What do you make of that whole conundrum? Who doesn't want barbecue? Come on. He, he's a Kansas City Chief. He lives in Kansas City. He wants barbecue. No, they're just waiting for Quinn Williams. We, we know what this is. There's, there's, there's not really any, any news, in my opinion, surrounding this. It's We're waiting for Quinn Williams to get his deal done with the Jets. Then Chris Jones can up him by whatever it ends up being a dollar. Thousand bucks, a million bucks, we'll see. But end of the day, Chris Jones will be the second highest paid defense alignment in the NFL. It just comes down to Quinnen. And the Chiefs and Chris Jones seem to be on the same page here. There's no disconnect. There's no wondering what's going on. There's no Stefan Diggs Bills situation where all that drama is unfolding. We know what this is. He wants his money and he's gonna wait until Quinnen Williams gets his deal signed. Part of that is, I'd say the majority of it is from his camp. Why would he sign before Quill, uh, before Quinnen? It makes no sense. It makes no sense unless you think Quinnen Williams is getting paid $21 million. No one thinks it's happening. There's a reason why Quinnen's not signed yet. He wants 25 26 plus. We know the whole it, It'll happen. It is. It just seems like, uh, I don't know if semantics is the right word, but just 
this kind of is. It's just like the numbers. You're waiting on the numbers to come out. Um, I don't think it's really anyone anticipates him not to be signed, right? Because, you know, he can still play this year on this deal. Wouldn't be very good business for the Kansas City Chiefs to let him play a year on this deal because uh, yesterday's price is not today's price, is in the famous saying goes. And, you know, the contract year is undefeated. Shout out to Therese Paylor. Uh, but would love to see uh, Chris Jones in a new contract. And it helps the Chiefs in the short term as well. It's very financially uh, savvy of them to get a deal done now because then maybe they can add somebody else to the roster. And it it's seeming as the days go by, Sterling, I'm curious your thoughts on this. I feel like as the days go by, DeAndre Hopkins coming to the Kansas City Chiefs seems more and more unlikely. Dude, I don't give a hoot nor a holler. DeAndre Hopkins is fine. He's a good player. I'm not disagreeing with the fact that he's a good player, but at some point, I get it. He keeps saying, well, I want to win, but I also want my money. Well, yeah, no bleep, guy. That's everyone in the history of football and sports in the world, okay? Yeah, you want to win. You also want your money, but at some point, it's either you have to pick one. That's what the NFL is telling you. If you want money, okay, maybe you go to New England. Maybe you go to Tennessee. In Tennessee, New England, you will be the clear-cut wide receiver one. You can get your targets. You can get your numbers. Come to Kansas City. Uh, you're the wide receiver one, but you're sitting behind Travis Kelsey in the pecking order. Uh, we know Mahomes likes to spread the ball around. They're not going to overpay for you. There's a reason why they thought there was a deal with Tyreek Hill. All of a sudden, Devontae Adams got his deal done. Tyreek Hill wanted more money. Reverend said, you know what? No, we had our price. We are not going over that. You can kick rocks. You can pack your bags. Don't pack a Coke because you're going to Miami. It's going to be warm down there, which is, you know, it's kind of nice. doesn't really suck there. But there's a price. Brett Veach won't go over that price. I'm assuming the same thing is done with DeAndre Hopkins. And I get where he's coming from. You see OBJ get 18 mil, you know, 15, was it 15 and a half million up to 18 million. And this is a guy coming off of a major injury, multiple major knee injuries in his career. Not been as consistent as him in his entire NFL career. And you're seeing that money going, why can't I receive that? Well, because the Baltimore Ravens overpaid. It happens. So DeAndre Hopkins is stuck in no man's land. If he would have been released earlier, before OBJ, he probably already signs and probably for a larger deal. But a lot of teams already have a relative game plan heading into next season. DeAndre Hopkins was not accounted for. And so guess what? He's still out there. He is. And I... I think it's probably the Titans or the Patriots at this point. Those seem like the two likely suitors because those are the two teams that can give him the money that he wants. Um, and you bring up a good point of like, yeah, of course he wants money and he wants to win. That's what everybody wants. Um, but this is a very interesting situation because this is a guy who's come out and publicly said that he wants to win and values winning, but then has talked to the Patriots and the Titans who are not really at any places to win right away. Um, so I do think that that saga is very, very interesting. And you brought up Brett Veach and kind of his... Um, I don't want to say stubbornness because I think that has a negative connotation, but he sets a hard line and he says, okay, you're going to take this. You talked about Tyreek Hill. You talked about that with Orlando Brown even. He kind of set the line and said, this is what we're offering you. Take it or leave it. Uh, it sounds like they kind of did that with DeAndre Hopkins. This is what this is what we're going to we're willing to pay. Then that deal came out and he said, well, I'm going to go explore. Is that something they do with Legereus Sneed? Is that where they draw that line in the sand and say, okay, this is the, what we're willing to pay you? Legereus Sneed could be worth a lot of money and could be very valuable as a trade asset for the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you foresee Legereus Sneed playing past this contract that he is on in Kansas City? I, I much prefer asking this question than getting asked this question. Uh, Legereus Sneed is a fascinating case study of what's going to happen. Because Legereus Sneed 
would be the outlier. Kansas City and Brett Veach era, but even going back farther, you know, Brandon Flowers, Brandon Carr, Marcus Peters, um, obviously Traverius Ward, they were not re-signed. Right. One of the things I find at least slightly interesting is I don't know if Legereus Sneed is going to actually cost as much as some people think. Hmm. He, he's not a traditional outside-only corner. Like, Traverius Ward is the outside corner that always goes up against the best wide receiver ones, for the most part, of other teams. Marcus Peters, for a lot of a lot of his tenure, did the same thing, too. Right. Legereus Sneed, a lot of times in the slot, he travels occasionally. He traveled with DK Metcalf, right? But that was it was such an outlier that we still talk about it. I like I love Legereus Need. His versatility is unparalleled of anyone else on Kansas City's secondary. He's the new version of Tyron Matthew to an extent, as far as being the Swiss Army knife, if you will. They'll they'll mm-hmm. blitz him. He can tackle well. But again, I think it comes down to the overall market might not be the same as a traditional outside corner. So that actually might behoove Kansas City to keep him. It's the same thing with tight ends. Like, Travis Kelsey should be getting paid way, way more than he does. Right. But the tight end market isn't there. The slot corner market isn't the same as the outside corner market. It might not just be there. I think that actually might help Kansas City. I think it could as well. It's going to be, as you mentioned, a very interesting case study to look at for what the Chiefs do have because they... And I think this part of it, part of this as well, is when you come to talk about Legere Sneed, you can't talk about how successful they had as a draft class in the secondary last year. Um, and that kind of uh, backs up Brett Veach's understanding of, I'm just going to go find these guys. They're going to play for me for four years, and then we'll dish them out and get more cheap guys. He was able to do that. He let he let Charvarius Ward walk and, and was able to replace him with, you know, I guess Trent McDuffie's kind of a higher priced, you could say, in, in air quotes, asset. But he's... Still got some really good production on Jalen Watts and Joshua Williams. Goes guys like that that are mid to late round and undrafted guys. He's been able to do that his whole tenure as a GM. And I, and I was interested in kind of his market value, looking him up on, on spot track here. Um, it says that his calculated market value is about 7.4 annual. Um, they anticipate a four-year $29 million contract for Legereus Sneed and some comparable players. I think this is really interesting. Razul Douglas, uh, Mike Hilton, Shaquille Griffith, DJ Reed are some comparable deals that you could see Legereus Sneed sign. While those names aren't eye-popping per se in terms of, you know, the talent of those, those are the the kind of the the deals that you can think and statistically uh, he might be the best one of all of those, to be honest. I will say I wanted DJ Reed to Kansas City so bad. Uh, when he was a free agent, I was like, oh yeah, give me DJ Reed. And then of course he balled out last year. Yep. Um but again, that's my whole point. That's about half of 60% of Traverius Ward. That that kind of keeps going to my point. I, I don't think his market is quite as robust as the majority of people here think just based on the traditional outside cornerback, lockdown cornerback market. Again, not saying he's not worth it here to Kansas City, not saying he's not valuable, not saying he's not as good as those guys. I'm just yeah. saying, again, based on the positional value, um, that does help Kansas City out a lot. If it's in that price range, I foresee him being back. If you're looking at 14 mil, 13 mil per year, uh, I would say he's probably gone. And, and the reason being is now that I don't like Legereus Sneed. I love, I love Sneed. But mm-hmm. you, you mentioned it. All those guys, those unheralded guys, they find ways to make a factor in this Brett Beach. Just Brett Beach. We're talking Rashad Fenton as a six-rounder playing in the Super Bowl. 
We're talking about a seventh rounder and fourth rounder, Joshua Williams and Judd Watson playing in the Super Bowl. First rounder McDuffie was taken out of the equation for a second. Once upon a time, Legereus Sneed was that unheralded guy. He was a fourth rounder. Yeah. Javarius Ward was an undrafted free agent that was traded for Parker Anger. Like, if you want a case study of this, the Chiefs are the case study of this. It it's going to be a very interesting thing too because I know trading him has been talked about as you mentioned, uh, but we talk about his market as well. I don't know how much you could get back for Legereus and how much teams are interested in trading for Legereus and what they could get maybe in the open market if they wait a year and maybe he does have a good year. They can just get him on the open market and not have to give up any assets for it. It's very interesting. Um, it's it's an incredibly interesting topic there, and I think this defense, Sterling, I've been talking about this with a lot of. I think this defense has the potential uh, to be a top five unit. I've said it. Um, I know there's some good defenses, but if this if they play up to their potential on paper, I think that this defense could be clearly the best one in the Patrick Mahomes era. Uh, but I think that they could be pretty salty this year. I will say best one in the Patrick Mahomes era. I think Spags is going to have a field day with the amount of versatility. This just feels like oh, yeah. a Spags dream right here. Top five, though, I can't get behind, man. I, I Top five feels a little um, a little aggressive. I think top 10, I think anywhere from about 8 to 12 is is about where I see this defense. Uh, defensive line, for the most part, is really solid, and I do think it's a little underrated that the contracts that cornerbacks, but also edges receive in today's NFL are astronomical. Mm-hmm. You have one, like Chris Jones, you can afford it, but because you also have two edge rushers that are on rookie deals. Well, two of your main guys, FAU and George Karloftis. Not only that, Mike Dana, your rotational guy, is still on a rookie deal. Uh, Derek Nadi is back as, uh, on a cheap deal. Turk Wharton, I think, is back on a cheap deal. Uh, you have another interior defensive lineman on a rookie contract, Keandre Coburn. Um, Charles Aminahu, you, you see what that contract is like? That's why, I mean, it's it's a decent contract. It's, quote-unquote, a deal from a lot of analytic folks, right? They keep t- telling me this is a deal. But you look at the amount of money he's getting, that's a good chunk of change. It's why it's so impactful having rookies on rookie contracts at edge. You look at the linebackers. Drew Tranquil was a peach of a signing. He was the 12th mm-hmm. best ranked pass coverage linebacker according to PFF last year. By the way, Willie Gage Jr. was 13. Uh, mm-hmm. Drew Tranquil also had five and a half sacks last year. Talk about coverage. Talk about getting after the quarterback. Yeah, he might be a little light, but that's what Nick Bolton and... Uh, Leo Chanel are for Leo Chanel yep. was from week 15 to the Super Bowl, the third ranked light linebacker in run defense. So he has a skill set that you can play with Drew Tranquil, Willie Gay Jr., and Nick Bolton. They all bring something different to the table. And then in the secondary, you have six safeties. If you count Nazi Johnson, because I think Nazi Johnson is going to make the roster as a special teams ace fill in for Chris Lamonts. Uh, you have yep. Mari Connor, Dion Bush as a also special teamer. Uh, you have Mike Edwards as your ball hawk. You have Brian Cook as your thumper. You have Justin Reed as your leader. Then you go out at the cornerbacks, and we talked about it already. I mean, there's just so much versatility. I think it's a defense that's greater than the sum of its parts. Listen, you hit the nail on the head. That's what I've been preaching this whole time. I, I do think that, like, you mentioned, like, 8 to 12 uh, for this defense. I don't think it's it. I, I know I'm being aggressive by saying top five defense. I get that. I understand that's kind of my bold prediction. Uh, what for are this you, year. What are you using for top five? Like, like, like what, what, what ranking? Because I, I, 
I think yards and points have to be thrown out the window because Correct. With, with, with the way the Chiefs score offensively, uh, teams are going to have more opportunities. They're going to have to push the ball. They're, Absolutely. So, so I always think yards and points when used against the Chiefs defense, it's always going to be an uphill battle. I think EPA, DVOA, those yeah. might be two of the better. Uh, they're analytics, but not quite as metrics. They're metrics. Uh-huh. They're metrics. I, I think those might be better just based on the traditional way the Chiefs play because offensively, they're too damn good. Their offense is so good for Kansas City, it skews what the defense can put up. Absolutely. And I, I think that probably DVOA is probably the one that comes to mind when I think of like ranking defenses, right? Uh, EPA per play or EPA or CPA per play in general um, could be one use. But I think DVOA, especially when you talk about whole units of like offenses or defenses, that's one that I go to traditionally. Uh, but I, I do think that, you know, I, I know it's an aggressive prediction. Uh, but I think if they do all do play up to you know where they're supposed to be, which listen, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Where where players play up where they're supposed to be, there's going to be guys play up to where we don't expect them to be. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, I think the defense could be a really big talking point for this season. And if you give Patrick Mahomes a good defense, it's crazy to think he's won two Super Bowls with some like very average defenses. What can he do with a good one? I'm very excited to find out. Yeah. Again, I I'm more excited for Spags. Yeah. I, I, this is Spags having just waking up and going, oh my gosh, they're not. It's not all rookies anymore. We went through that last year. Chiefs went through that last year, and Spags was, you know, he's like, I like having rookies, but not all at the same time. Well, yeah. guess what? He now has guys who were rookies in his second year. They went through the growing pains. You're hoping uh, Spags has the ability to disguise a lot with with the linebacker group with Willie Gay Jr. and Drew Tranquil. The ability to have the NASCAR package with Mike Dan on the inside, um, but also Charles Minahu on the inside now. That that's a souped up NASCAR package. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see Spags really throw the kitchen sink in, in, in some of those tougher games. You might not see it against the Chicago Bears, but later on in the year against the Bengals and the Eagles and the and the Bills, the Chargers, and games that matter, Spags is going to have some fun. Absolutely. I'm really excited to see it. I'm excited for something to happen so we can stop uh, just talking about what ifs with this Kansas City Chiefs team. But we're almost to training camp. We're almost there. You know I'll be out there uh, giving you guys the updates for it. But Sterling, I really appreciate you hopping on with me talking some uh, Chiefs. And listen, power ranking those receivers. uh, Tough, tough task ahead of us. And we've got a bet to remember. So I'm sure the YouTube commenters will keep us, uh, well, they'll keep us honest with this. Ahmad Ross St. Brown, baby. I love your confidence. Uh, that's going to do it for today's KCS and update presented by DraftKings. Appreciate you listening and following along wherever you do. Follow Sterling on Twitter at HomestretchKC. Follow myself on Twitter at Tucker D. Franklin. Follow KC Sports Network on Twitter at KC Sports Network. We're going to be back with more uh, KCS and updates. I'll be back again tomorrow with an episode that you're not going to want to miss. It's a very special one. Very excited for it. I don't want to give it away. So you just have to subscribe. You have to trust me. You're going to have to like. You're going to have to follow. You're going to have to turn that notification bell on. I have to do all those good stuff for that episode. So until then, I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. K.
KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.